Thank you for joining us at Byesville Assembly of God Church. We exist to be a place of connection to God and to others who believe in Jesus. We hope you feel a part of our church family today. We invite you to listen close as our interim pastor, Dan Deem, preaches the Word of God. Um, in, in Joshua, we're going to be looking in the Old Testament today as we look forward to a new year. So Joshua, Joshua chapter 3, and I'm going to be looking at verse number 5. And Marcia wanted me to share with everyone that I'm using the New International Version. And some of you may be wondering what, uh, what translation I'm using. So I'm using the New International Version. And uh, so Joshua chapter 3 and verse number 5, one of my very favorite verses in the entire Bible. And I would like to read this as we begin a brand new year of 2021. Joshua told the people, Consecrate yourselves, for tomorrow the Lord will do amazing things among you. Could I read that one more time? Consecrate yourselves. Consecrate yourselves, for tomorrow the Lord will do amazing things among you. Father, as we look into your word, we just thank you for the life and the hope that it brings and Lord, I pray for each one that's listening today that we're going to hear and receive and be challenged and be changed by your word, and that this will be the greatest year that this church has ever had. And we just thank you for the tomorrows that you promise. And we ask all of this in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. As we, as we consider this scripture today, and uh, I'm looking forward to a new year, and with a new year is a new adventure. And uh, Marsh and I love adventures, and uh, we're, we're just kind of that, that, that kind of people. And uh, a few years ago, uh, we took a trip to Colorado, and we went up to Pikes Peak. Have any, any of you been to Pikes Peak? It, it's good. A couple of you have. It's 14,115 feet high. It's almost like two and a half miles straight up. And uh, we're up there above the tree line, and uh, the day we went, it was just totally spectacular. Uh, not a cloud in the sky we could just see forever. It felt like we were up on the moon up there, and it was really great. Couldn't, couldn't breathe very well, but it, it was really nice. Marcia scrapbooks, and uh, she has, I don't know, somewhere around 100 million pictures, I think, at home, and, and um, she wanted a picture of her up on Pikes Peak. So here, remember, 14,115 feet. And she thought it would be really good if she got on the edge. So she's getting on the edge, and she's sliding over and over. And the people around us said, uh, ma'am, miss, uh, you're getting too close to the edge. And, and the rocks started to slide behind, below her feet. And she said, just a little bit further. It's going to be a great picture. I almost lost her that day. Anyhow, we got a good picture, and, and we just love adventure. We, we just always have and I hope we always will. Uh, my wife, although she's small, she's mighty, she's fearless, and uh, she puts spice in my life. And with God, though, folks, as we look forward to a new year, man, there's a new adventure coming up here. And you get to be part of it, and, and Marcia and I get to be part of it. And as I was in prayer here this Wednesday, I, I mentioned I come here on Wednesdays from 9 to 3, and, and I was just walking around this sanctuary, and I was praying, and I said, Lord, even after... Our, our, our term is done here, and, and you have a new pastor. We are so excited that we get to be part of what God is doing. And, and we look forward a year from now, just looking back and say, wow, Lord, I, I just, it's exciting to look at Byesville Assembly and seeing what, what you're up to. 
our story reminds us of a new adventure. And we're looking at the days of Joshua and, and Moses. Moses just died. Now, that's not the exciting part of our story today. But God had to find somebody to replace this great leader. Moses led the, the, the nation into a season of worship. Moses led them into a time when they, they could praise God and they had their law. And, and Moses really led them. But now Moses' time was done, and God had to call somebody else to lead the nation. And I just thought it was so interesting. Why didn't God choose one of Aaron's sons? You know, Aaron was the high priest. And why didn't God choose a priest to do this? But God chose a general. God chose a, a layman to, to lead the people. And I begin to wonder about that. And, and here's Joshua's life as, as we prepare our hearts for tomorrow. Consecrate ourselves for tomorrow. The Lord will do amazing things. Think of the life of Joshua for a moment. Who is with Moses? When, when God gave him the Ten Commandments, it was Joshua. Who was in the presence of the Lord when on Mount Sinai the smoke began to come and, and God began to speak? Joshua was there. Who was with Moses when he went into the tent of meeting and he spent time in prayer? Joshua was with him. And even when Moses, this great man of God, was done with his time of prayer and, and Moses left the tent of meeting, the Bible says that Joshua remained there. So as God was preparing their nation for a great tomorrow, he chose a man to lead them that was a man of prayer. And I believe that that could be each one of us, that God wants us to be people of prayer and people of faith and people that are going to obey God. And when we line our lives up with the Lord, we are saying yes to the Lord, and God is going to get ready to use us. So God told Joshua some amazing things to prepare and to encourage him. In chapter 1, in verse number 1, God said to Joshua, I will give you every place you put your foot. Joshua, when you go into the promised land, you're not there yet, but it's going to happen. And when you get there, everywhere you walk, I'm going to give it to you. And if God was speaking to us today about Byesville, and he said, everywhere you put your foot, I'm going to give you, you know what? I believe what you would do. You're going to get up and start walking around the city and walking around Cambridge and this whole county. And God, we want to see people come to know Jesus. And Joshua was getting excited about this. Also in chapter 1, verse 5, God told him, No one will be able to stand up you all the, uh, against you all the days of your life. You know, when you hear that, you say, Okay, somebody's going to come against me. There's going to be some opposition. But we see that God promises that he's going to become more powerful. And nothing's going to be able to stop what God wants to do. And then in verse number 5 of chapter 1, God said to Joshua, As I was with Moses... I will be with you. And, and Joshua saw Moses do miraculous things. Joshua saw God really work in Moses' life. And he was encouraged. And folks, I just want you to know, you had a great past. You have, a, have had a great heritage here in this church. But that doesn't mean it's done now. I, I, I still, and I say this, I think, every time I've been here, that, that the best days can be ahead of us. If we consecrate ourselves for tomorrow, the Lord wants to do amazing things among you. And I really hope you get that into your spirit here today. And then God said to Joshua in chapter 1, verse number 7, be strong, excuse me, verse 6, be strong and courageous. And then verse 7, God said, be strong and very courageous. You know, if I would hear God say, Dan, 
be strong and courageous, okay, that means there's going to be some battles out there. But when God says be strong and very courageous, I begin to realize the only way I'm going to move forward is with God's help. Because something's going to be coming out there that's bigger than me, and I'm going to need God to help me. And folks, that's true with this church. There's something out there bigger than all of us, and we need God's help as we move forward. That's why you folks are here at 8 o'clock in the morning, because you want God to move in your lives. So, so here, here's the story. This is an exciting time. And God is promising Joshua and the whole nation that they're going to get to go into the promised land. Many of their family heard about this, but they, they passed away. They didn't get to, to go into the promised land. But now they're going to get to. And now's the time. And, and folks, let me remind you that God's timing is perfect. There's nothing that's happened to this church that God was not aware of. And God's timing is perfect. And God has a plan. And God has a purpose. And he wants you to be part of it. It's not that God's just going to do it independent of you. It's that you are going to be working with the Lord here. So long story short, we're in chapter 3, as I read this morning, of Joshua chapter 3. And they're getting ready to march into the promised land. And after 40 years, the promise of God is finally going to be fulfilled. And thankfully, it's not going to be 40 years for us here at Bysville Assembly. But there's a promise out there that God's going to do some amazing things. And it begins right now. God's word says, tomorrow the Lord will do amazing things. I love the word, tomorrow. Tomorrow is a great word. Now, last week, if you were here, you heard me speak about that today, or God is a today God. You know, today in the town of David, a Savior has been born to you, Christ the Lord. We spoke on that last week. God is a today God, but God is also a tomorrow God. God knows what tomorrow looks like. God knows what's already there. And and God is saying that tomorrow something is going to be great. Um, Do you love the word tomorrow? I do. What if God would say, hey, tomorrow you're going to get married? That'd be pretty exciting. Tomorrow you're going to take a vacation of a lifetime. All right. That, that, that's exciting, okay? Tomorrow is going to be really great. Or tomorrow you're going to get a new pastor. And it's going to happen someday in tomorrow. How about this one? Tomorrow you're going to get your stimulus check. Yeah, finally, okay, all right. And we're looking forward to tomorrow. And and, uh, we do our banking online, and I've checked my bank, and it's not there yet. And I said, what in the world's going on here? But I'm I'm anticipating. Tomorrow is a word of anticipation. It's, It's a word of excitement. It's a word of trust that God wants to do something. And Joshua told the people that tomorrow the Lord will do amazing things among you. And I believe in this church that tomorrow can be really great as we prepare our Our hearts. And that's an exciting word, but we're going to see here this morning that not just this story, but stories throughout the entire Bible, New Testament and Old Testament, God is promising something powerful in our life, but we're going to have to take a couple steps. And the first step we see in this story is obedience. If we want to see God do something amazing tomorrow, we're going to have to walk in obedience. And in chapter 1, verse 11, Joshua told the leaders, Go in and take possession of the land the Lord your God has given you for your own. It's going to take obedience. And, you know, I'm looking at this. I say, now, wait a minute. 
If God's going to give me the promised land, why do I have to go in and take it? That sounds like a lot of effort. But you know what? Life, that's the way life is. We work with God. We work in, in, in uh, communication with God, in relationship with God. And God's just not going to do it. He wants to use his children. He wants to use people. He wants to use you and me. So, so it took obedience. They stared, they stared at the Jordan River for three days. And get this. They could see the promised land. It was just over the river. Uh, you know, it wasn't hard to see. And, and, and they said, but how are we going to get there? At this time of history, the river was in, in flood stage. And, and yeah, they sent a couple spies over to check it out. But they're talking about millions of people having to get to the promised land. They could see it. But it was going to take a lot of effort. They were going to have to obey God. And they could have said, is it worth all the effort? Why can't we just stay here? Why rock the boat now? But I'm telling you what, folks, the best days with God are, are days of obedience. And when you obey the Lord, man, something exciting is going to happen. So they had to obey the Lord and get up and do it. The second thing they needed beyond obedience was faith. And in chapter 3 here in Joshua, in verse number 3, Joshua is saying, when you see the ark of the covenant your God... You are to move out from your position and follow it. It takes faith. We got to have to move out. We have to move forward and follow God. The ark of God. What was in the ark of God? It, it was really interesting here because it, it was, it was the, the, the manna, and it was the daily bread, and Jesus is the daily bread. And folks, in order to get to the, across to the promised land, we as a church, we have to follow Jesus. There's no other way to do it. You have to follow the Lord. In the Ark of the Covenant was Aaron's budding rod, the, the high priest. And we have to recognize that Jesus is the high priest and Jesus is in control. And we have to keep, we sang the song today, all that thrills my soul is Jesus. And we have to, have to keep Jesus number one. So we have to follow the Ark and put our eyes upon Jesus. A number of years ago, when I think about it, it was 15 years ago. You know, you know you get old when 15 years seems like yesterday. And, and, and I took a motorcycle riding class. I used to ride motorcycles a lot when I was uh, much younger, but I wanted to be safe. I was now an old guy, okay? I was 50 at the time. And I wanted, wanted to make sure that I was going to learn how to ride this motorcycle safely. And one of the, one of the things I learned in this class, it was a very spiritual lesson, although it was not a spiritual class. And the teacher told us there, he said, guys, gals, he said, remember this, your bike, motorcycle, your bike will follow your eyes. He said, if you're going through the country and you're going around curvy roads and you see a cow over there and you look at the cow, said your bike's going to lean that way. And I'm sitting there thinking, you know what, that is a spiritual lesson right there, that my feet will follow my eyes. And wherever I put my eyes, whatever has my attention, that's where I'm going to be heading. And, and in the days of Joshua, they were told, you're going to need some faith because you have to follow the Ark of the Covenant. You have to follow Jesus. You have to follow the ways of God. In other words, you're not going to live a supernatural life in human means. You have to follow the way of God. And Zechariah 4, 6 says, not by might, 
not by power, but by my spirit, says the Lord. This church needs the presence of the Holy Spirit, and we need to keep our eyes upon the Lord, and we need to get our hearts ready. And when we do that, get ready, because God wants to do some exciting things right here at Byesville Assembly. So it's going to take obedience, it's going to take faith, and then it's going to take dedication. He says, consecrate yourselves. There will be a spiritual battle. So we need spiritual preparation. We need to put the armor of God on. There, there was a coach, and I, I don't remember the coach's name, but I, I read this quote from a coach, and it was, it was really awesome. And here's what he said. The will to win is not as important as the will to prepare to win. Meaning this, we can just sit here and say, man, I, I, just, I just want God to do something really great in this church and in this community, and, you know, God, I want it to happen. But if we really want it to happen, then we need to prepare for it to happen. And we prepare for it to happen through our heart and dedicating ourselves, and consecrating ourselves. So I was looking up the word consecrate, because consecrate yourselves, tomorrow the Lord will do amazing things. The word consecrate means to make holy me, to make holy, to be set apart from the world, to get your heart right with the Lord. And Joshua is telling every individual there, you know, the two million of them, or, or you know, give or take, but he's telling us today that it's time to get our hearts right so that we can go into the promised land. Now notice he says, consecrate yourself. I'm not to consecrate Marsha. I'm not to consecrate, you know, Pastor Dustin. I'm to consecrate who? Me. Me. And it's really easy. Isn't it really easy to find fault in someone else's life? It's really easy to look at somebody else and say, man, if they would just get their life right, everything would be great. That's not what Joshua said. Joshua told everybody as an individual, if you're going to get into the promised land, it's time to consecrate yourself, to make yourself holy, to set yourself apart, to get right with God. And, and that's what we need to do. So what we do really does matter. One of my best friends, I, I would say my best friend in college, in Bible school, his name is Bill, Bill McLaughlin. And uh, Bill today pastors up in upstate New York in the uh, Adirondack Mountains. And Bill told me we were on a missions trip back in 1976. And uh, we're, sitting, we're sitting in Wisconsin. And Bill told me, he said, Dan, he said, the only one that can stop you spiritually is you. You can grow as much in God as you want to. And I would love to blame somebody else. I would love to say, God, it's that woman you gave me, you know, Adam's thing, or, or God is somebody else, or God them, or God that. And, and, and right now, we have to understand, if we're going to get to the promised land, we need to take care of us. And, and that's exactly what God is saying uh, through Joshua to the people and what God is saying to us this morning. And God promised, I want to do amazing things among you. Amazing things. 
How would you define the word amazing? I looked it up. It says things of great wonder, things of astonishment, things that are startling, impressive. The first time that my, my mother saw the ocean, uh, we were already all grown and out of the house, and moms uh, grew up in a little town in West Virginia, Walker Mountain, and, you know, she just never traveled hardly at all. They moved to Canton after World War II because Dad got a job at the steel plant. And they saved and saved and saved because they never had hardly any money. And Dad took Mom to the ocean. And dad told me that the first time that mom saw the ocean, she stood there and just began to weep of the grandeur, the greatness of God. It was, it was, as the Bible says, it was an amazing thing. When I saw the birth of our first son, Aaron, it was an amazing thing. And I'll never forget those feelings and, and falling in love. Many of you, I see some of you sitting beside your spouse today. And it was an, an amazing thing. And God is telling us that he wants to do amazing things in our life as an individual, our family. He wants to do amazing things in our church. But we need to prepare our heart and consecrate ourselves. And then after all the preparation, after all the consecrating and hearing from God, it still took courage to take a step and walk into that Jordan River. And when the priest walked into the Jordan River, you know the story, it just separated, and they were able to walk through on dry ground. I would call that an adventure. They went into the promised land, and let me ask a question today. What promise has God given you today for you? Not for the church, for you. Don't answer me out loud. But what has God promised you? What has God promised you for your family? What kind of family does God want you to have? And then what has God promised you for this church? It's going to take everybody working together. It's going to take unity. It's going to take us consecrating ourselves. And we're going to get ready for an adventure. And we're going to see God do some amazing things. Is that what you want? You want to see God do some amazing things? Man, that's what I want. Thank you for listening to Byesville Assembly of God. At our church, we exist to be a place of connection to God and to others who believe in Jesus. We're glad you joined us today. We hope you join us next time as we hear a powerful word from the Bible. God bless you and your family from all of us at Byesville Assembly of God.